Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. We're laughing because this is round two, isn't it? Yes, unfortunately. We recorded this whole thing on Saturday and is now redoing it. Oh, God. Hi. <laughs> we just, um, we got too, we got too big for ourselves. Like, we thought we'd finally got it right. it. And... We were wrong. This is karma, because I was totally. literally, like, in the middle of the episode. Look how far we've come. I know. Damn it. Jinxed ourselves. Anyway. Hilarious. <laughs> At least our notes are very in order now. I know. We uh, will try and sound as non-rehearsed. I mean, like, who are we kidding? We couldn't rehearse if we tried. Yeah, I don't so even remember what I was talking about. Yeah. I actually had that thought today. I was like, because I listened to Saturday's episode back. Oh, of course. And I despite the horrific audio and static every time Louise spoke. Um, also, sometimes, for some reason, it's always your microphone that's I fucked was up. Just I want to know why. Why am I the common denominator? <laughs> what are you doing? I swear I don't touch it. Like, I set it up on, like, hands, like, on my lap. <laughs> anyway, I listened Fuck. to it back and I was like, oh, it's such a shame. Like, we had such good discussions. Like, how much can I redo on Monday? And I was thinking about whether I should, like, say to you before we record, like, if I say some of the same stuff, like, just, just go, go with, with it. it. Then yeah. I was like, she won't fucking remember. No. <laughs> I've got, like, a 12-hour window. Yeah. So if you catch me in that 12 hours, we're good. I was Otherwise, like, she'll think it's new information. It does oh, literally. <laughs> like, shut up. Really? <laughs> Is it goldfish that like has no? Memory? Yeah, and they like go around, and once they're back to the same spot, they forget that they did it. In all honesty, though, what a way to live! Oh kind of wish I was more like that. Yeah, I mean, for people that don't know Louise, <laughs> um, when we used to work together, we would always joke that <laughs> the inside of her brain was that like classic Simpsons <laughs> gif of a monkey playing the what's si- a big brass the like symbols or whatever they're called. <laughs> Just clapping. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh my god. It's kind of like a good way to live in some <laughs> It totally is. I envy your lack of worry. Oh. Totally. Although I hate to be my colleagues. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. You're great at your job. Anyway. Oh gosh. But here we are. Here we are. How was your week otherwise? Well, I know you've heard it before, but I had a bit of a DIY yes, fuck up this week. Yeah. Excuse my French. Um, long story short, we have giant blinds in our room that act as, like, doors, the big wooden ones. I'll probably, like, plug a photo on our Instagram. Yeah, I do. Um, but they were wooden, and we wanted to brighten the room up, so I had a brilliant idea to take them off and paint them. Anyone who knows anything about anything probably knows that wooden, well, wood, I guess, soaks Mm -hmm. up paint like there's no tomorrow. So I had to do about 50,000 coats on this. And there's two things about my boyfriend, a good thing and a bad thing. One thing, super handy. Second thing, really trusting. So he started the project with me and then was like, she's capable, she can finish it off, I'm over it. And I kind of lacked the piece. And that was the undoing. Oh, God. (laughs) They just ended up, like, cracked paint. There was, like, hair in them. There was, like, dust because I'd flipped them over. I painted them together so the shutters couldn't open. (laughs) It's just a bit of a colossal... Did you leave them to fully dry before you, like, got back and realised all these issues? Some days. And then some days... Because it literally... Like, we had to paint it, like, 20 times. Yeah, right. So some days I was over it and just quickly, like, flipped them over and painted the other side. But at what point did you realise that there was, like, dog hair and... Well, I didn't even realise. No, Jackson was hanging them on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, did that It went. They were up. I was like, this is going to look great. Like, he helped me carry them upstairs. He was, like, amped. And then I just hear from the other room, Louise! (laughs) 
I was like, Ugh. and when did you realize that they were stuck together when you tried to open? Them? When we tried to. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. I was like, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. And as I like yanked it really hard, I'd like obviously undone it. And then come all the cracked paint. Oh, no. So, yeah, we're in good and bad news. That was in our bedroom, but Mm. we've got them in the spare room as well. So I've got to go through the whole process in the spare room again. I feel like you should put the shitty... Can you put the shitty ones in the spare room? Yeah. And then redo the good ones in your room? Yeah, I definitely should do that. I'm also considering, do I just go to Airtasker? Yeah. Like, there's more qualified people than me. Know your strengths. I mean, I don't know how qualified you need to know to like not (laughs) shut them when they're wet (laughs) and not put dog hair in it but who am I to talk who am I to talk where was this advice like three (laughs) weeks ago mate thanks hindsight's a brilliant thing so what's the next steps oh god um I don't even know you're just sitting on that for a little while like when you've emotionally moved on you'll do it again like let's be honest they're hanging they're gonna hang there for like six months we'll be ready to move and then we'll probably address the problem (laughs) (laughs) oh but anyway that's my DIY fail follow our Instagram for more DIY yeah I can't wait to see a photo of this (laughs) what about you what have you been doing um well yeah I was a little sick last week oh that's right so um, there is nothing, I just hate being sick in mm-hmm. this day and age because I immediately just have anxiety about where I've been, who I've been in contact with, if I've been anywhere inappropriate or anywhere I shouldn't have been and, you know, picturing my face on the front of a newspaper. It's just like a whole <laughs> thing that happens immediately as soon as I have a tickle in my throat. So I did the right thing and got a COVID test immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I'm negative, but yeah, I just like don't need that anxiety in my life. It's so stressful. Even like a cough, even if you're not sick and you've yeah. got like a tickle in your throat and you cough in public. It's yeah. And awkward. because like the government directive is like, if you have any symptom, mm. get tested. But the symptoms are like headache. Tummy ache, sore throat, like all these things that you would have from so much other stuff. Absolutely. But anyway, so that was like super not fun um, going through the motions of my expose on front of the Daily Mail, but we're okay. Um, Do you go through in your head like everywhere you've been in the past 14 days? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Totally. I just, well, actually, bright side. I had not been to a Bunnings, and I feel like that's an achievement <laughs> because every single time there's a list of contact tracing. Everyone's a Bunnings. There's, like, four Bunnings. Like, why are you going to three Bunnings in a day? I don't understand. But anyway, no. We're For all DIY, good. obviously. For DIY. more white face. It was you. <laughs> no, other than that, pretty, pretty boring week, but oh, I did watch so much. So I have plenty of content recommendations this week. Hit me with it. I'm so jazzed. Okay, so I guess first and foremost, uh, and possibly most importantly, is the return of Love Island. Um, <laughs> How I know could I not guess? You're personally really excited about this <laughs> um, as a fiend. But yeah, so um, Love Island is back. They're filming in Byron Bay this time, which is a bit of a spanner considering it's absolutely not the trope tropical oasis that they had probably 
signed up for. Oh, God. Um, as many people on the east coast of Australia would know, it's pretty torrentially raining for the last week. So all these poor kids in their bikinis are oh. shivering all day trying to fall in love in the freezing cold. But such a great show. Uh, it's so trash. I heard some commentary. It's so trash. <laughs> well, I heard... Sorry, I heard some people saying... Um, on another podcast that they were disappointed in its like level of trash and I was like it's Love Island wait what what do you expect like like they didn't think it would be that trashy or they expected more trash no no they didn't they thought it was even more trashy than they were expecting oh god and I'm like (laughs) and they were kind of referencing that some of the characters you know were a bit daft and it's like not to categorise people, but if you're signing up for Love Island. Absolutely. That's where I'll sit on that one. But <laughs> Say no more. No Say offense, no more. but offence. Um, so, you know who you are. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I love, like, it is trash television. That's what it is. That's what it's designed for. But yeah, it's still in its early stages where I haven't, like, warmed to anyone quite yet. There's an episode on tonight with the first recoupling, so that will always be interesting. That's really when the drama kicks off. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned. Um, loving it so far. Okay. You need to keep me posted on who to like keep my eye out for. You know how every season of a reality TV show, there's always like one that stands out. Yeah. It goes on to be like super famous. Yeah, well, so far that's definitely Taku. Oh. Who's this hilarious, amazing character. He is just honestly too good to be on Love Island. Um, He just seems like such a sweetheart and he's so funny and he seems very switched on. And um, at one stage they did this like vote for the most popular person in the house from the Australian public and he won. And he was so sweet and went away by himself and started crying because he was just so happy to have that acknowledgement from people and then was talking to the camera about like how he's always trying to be the best version of himself and improve himself for other people so that people like him and all this stuff and he kind of realized that maybe I am good enough just the way I am and people do like me oh god that's so adorable and like funnily to talk about like a trash television like that's actually quite Deep, deep and like yeah. well thought and like quite lovely television like I, I don't I can't think of another moment in Love Island that was actually that touching so You're like I didn't sign up for this no I'm like this is too emotional I was like almost tearing up <laughs> so yeah serious. yeah Taku is the one to watch for sure and he'll definitely end up being a radio host or a tv host or probably like a fashion commentator or something he's very oh, fashionable okay so yeah he's the one to watch but yeah Love Island's my first uh, recce, I guess, but it's definitely a commitment. Mm-hmm. You're signing your life away for like three months, four nights a week. You've got to be really prepared, have it in your diary, because if you fall back, it's so hard to catch up. Oh, so if you miss one night, you've got to watch the, the I next mean, night? I personally believe in commitment, <laughs> but other people probably don't. Consistency is yeah, key. Yeah, consistency is key because you want to see the development of the characters and all that jazz. So I really, I'm up in the game, but you know, how you play it's up to you. <laughs> no judgment. Um, but yeah, no so, <laughs> totally. Um, something else that I watched, which is like totally different 
realm is a documentary series on Amazon Prime called Lula Rich. Have you heard of this? Literally never. Okay, so it's based on an MLM, which is a multi-level marketing, which is a company like a pyramid scheme, but MLMs are legal and pyramid schemes are illegal. Right. And the way that a company differentiates itself from a pyramid scheme to become legal is through offering, like, an actual product for sale. Oh. Whereas a pyramid scheme is normally, like, about recruiting people below you or getting investment and there's nothing really... There's no actual, like, outcome or way for people to make money. Totally. Yeah. Whereas an MLM... Although most of the money is made in recruitment, you can technically sell product for a profit. Right. So... Um, is this like Avon or Tupperware or something like 100%. that? 100%. That's Watch an MLM. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes. Tupperware parties and stuff like that, they're all MLMs. They're mm-hmm. all legal. And Lula Row is a fashion brand in America, MLM, that just grew exponentially over a period of like seven years um, and got to a point where some of their like higher mentors, as they call them, were making monthly bonus checks of like $100,000, if not more. Damn. But the way that an MLM works is, yes, if you're at the top of the pyramid, because it is still a pyramid, um, (laughs) you're making so, so much money. But if you're on the bottom, you're probably making nothing if not you're in debt because you're required to purchase inventory which you then sell on oh okay yeah so a lot of people have like fifty thousand dollars worth of inventory in their pop-up shop as they refer to it but they don't like i can't sell it or um at one point further down the line not to spoil too much but the product quality takes a hit which obviously then makes an issue with their sales so yeah, so the documentary itself is obviously kind of about Lula Row as an MLM, mm-hmm. but what I found most interesting and stood out to me was, I think in the third episode, um, you know, it's a it's a company that kind of preys on female empowerment and oh. weaponizes the concept of feminism as a marketing ploy and a recruitment tool. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, the interviewee interviewer asks the co-founders, which are a husband and wife, mm-hmm. um, they ask the wife, so women empowerment is such a huge part of this business, like, could you talk about why it's so important? And she goes to speak, and the husband cuts her off straight away oh, oh God. and goes, I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk on this if that's okay. The female empowerment uh, message is actually my idea. Oh my god. And I honestly, like, was jaw-dropped when I saw that. And, like, they didn't make a point of it in the doco. Yeah. It was just something I noticed. And then he proceeded to talk about how, like, empowering women to have their own business helps us retire our husbands so that they can be at home. It's, like, so reverse feminism, it's insane. Um, And... Yeah, this guy, it was just such a perfect, tiny moment that absolutely displayed his character and yeah. his entire being in, like, a second. Literally. You know? It was crazy. So, yeah, I highly, highly recommend this documentary. It's really interesting. It has a lot of different layers, I guess. Yeah. Aside from it just being about MLMs, which are already quite interesting and the exponential growth, this, like, underthread of weaponizing feminism was really interesting. Um, Is it something they deliberately played on or something that was, like, a subtle... I think they deliberately play on it because their entire tool of getting people to sign up is 
be empowered to have your own business, be able to work from home and look after the kids, be able to retire your husband. That was literally like a phrase that was part of their like onboarding. Well, two of those three things, you know, like stay at home and look at the kids and retire your husband. I know. At one point, the, um, the, the wife, one of the co-founders literally says that, I can't quite remember in what context she says it, but she says that some of her advice for um, their team is to get on their knees for five minutes a day. Excuse me. I know. It's crazy. Literally, when she said that, I was like... Pause, rewind. Literally jaw to the floor watching this whole thing. So... Lula Rich oh on Amazon Prime. It's a four-part series. It's so excellent. I breezed through the whole thing, like, one after the other, literally. I, I love that. captivated. So, yeah, highly, highly recommend. I feel like this is a question I always have to ask for short series. Yes. How long are the episodes? Uh, uh, I think, like, 45 minutes, maybe. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, a before. Like, if it's, like, an hour, I always feel like it's too big of a commitment. No, it's not. It, and it went really quickly. Yeah. Okay, love Because there that. was, like, a lot of... There was a lot to it, you know, like there was a lot going on and they mm-hmm. had interviewees, interviews with so many important people, including like the business is still going, even though they've had ah. a plethora of investigations into them for unethical um, trading and like all this stuff. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So, I want to Google these guys. I've never even heard of them. Well, I, funnily, I then looked up like their Instagram handle yeah and they're like f- watching the content having watched the documentary was so interesting uh-huh. and the way that these women like sell their clothes on Instagram lives and like it's just so bizarre and I just can't even imagine who actually buys clothing this way but <laughs> I guess I'm not the target demographic <laughs> but yeah love that that is a great highly recommend record. um and then my third one sorry I have so many today I'm running out of breath um <laughs> This is what happens when you have so much time at home. Yeah. Well, who am I kidding? I watch this much shit pretty much every week. Um, but my third one is not uh, a TV show. Um, despite being a dry, sarcastic bitch, I absolutely love musical theatre. Can I just, like, interrupt you and say I never would have guessed this before I got to know you? Mm. Like, crazy. It's a weird one. But... I mean, I grew up dancing for 16 years. I was in that world. It's what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do with my life if I had a better singing voice. So I (laughs) am just, like, obsessed with... I think I appreciate, like, arts and entertainment and culture. Like, that's why I love, like, TV and stuff as well. Yeah. performance and the whole thing. I love all of it. Anyway, (laughs) so um, there is a TV... Sorry, a film adaptation of a Tony Award-winning musical called Devon... Dear Evan Hansen coming out in the next couple of months Mm -hmm. and last week I discovered the playlist on Spotify for the movie and it's just wonderful (laughs) and I just if you like musical theatre and you somehow haven't heard of this musical Dear Evan Hansen look it up it's great blast it in your shower or your your, um, car which is like where the best acoustics are for sure (laughs) Um, and just thank me later because it's great and I love it and that's all I have to say. Oh my gosh. Rant over. Rant over and take a rant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you have for me? (laughs) She says in the flattest tone ever. Now I'm going to listen to you talk. Yeah. (laughs) I hate this part of the podcast. (laughs) 
Oh, well, I really feel like mine is a cultural low after you bring to the table some really good suggestions. I talked about Love Island, it's fine. That's true, that is true. That makes me feel better. But last week I talked about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. Um, and this week they dropped the part one of the four-part reunion series. Of course, yeah. So obviously for everyone who knows about what's going on, everyone's just dying to know what's going on with Erica Girardi and whether she knew if her husband was doing all this illegal shit or not. So they've definitely been like drawing this out and promoing the shit out of this. Yeah. So um, episode one that dropped, I think it was like last Thursday on Binge. I mean, let's be honest, they beat around the bush the whole time and didn't really address it. So I'm going to be glued to the screen until the fourth one drops. I can't believe they're stringing you along for four episodes. I know. I mean, they alluded to the fact that they would be talking about it next episode, but I feel like they'll do that. Until the fourth Next episode. Next episode being second episode? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So we will they'll see. They'll do that at the end of every episode. I know. And then they'll touch on it by like the tiniest amount. And then Literally. I'm intrigued to see like what information you actually get out of her at the end of the day though. I mean, surely she would be smart enough not to say. Yeah. Too much. Like, ov- like she obviously. She would be bound by some kind of legal obligation, I'm sure. Well, I read an article saying that the um, prosecution is like. What did they do? They served um, Bravo, which is the production company, like a subpoena to give them all their unaired footage to see what she's been talking about and what she has and hasn't said. So that will be super interesting to see how it actually plays out. Yeah, I will be interested to see whether that works in her favour or against her. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it looks like she's going to get roasted. So Mm, can't wait to hear. I know. So that's my first recommendation. And my second recommendation is probably um, not a out of the box one for many of the listeners. It's on Netflix top 10, Mm -hmm. but it is a short TV show called Made. Oh yes. I watched this as well. You've seen it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. I think it's like a 10 part series. Yeah. Um, but it's actually based on a true story. Okay. So the real lady in real life, um, who plays Alex, her name is Stephanie Land. Um, and she in the TV show is an author and then in real life is an author. So she wrote a memoir about her life which is called um made hard work low pay and a mother's will to survive mm-hmm. so the whole obviously you know but for the audience the whole premise of the show is um she's a single mother who exited a dv relationship and then is trying to raise her daughter and get out of like their current like economic and you know you know situation that's mm. not not the best for her young child so it was super interesting but I'd love you know your take on it yeah I loved it I thought it was such a I what I would in and I could be wrong but I would assume quite a accurate depiction of that type of experience mm. I don't think it was over dramatized for the sake of entertainment I thought it was quite like well timed and 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 it um it didn't have like extreme highs and lows and and crises and solutions mm. every single episode it kind of just like went along the story as i think someone would experience it which i think i said to you like i feel like it's a bit dr- like dragging on from an entertainment point of view yeah. but that makes total sense that they weren't trying to yeah, you know, over dramatize it i feel like 
I can I think if you watched an episode in isolation you might find it a little boring but if yeah. you watch the series as a whole like by the time it got to last episode I don't know about you but I cried like three times Aww. because it, like it, it had built me up to care so much about these characters mm. and I'd gone through the emotions of like kind of liking the abusive husband again but then you know like and and going through that whole story with her by the time it got to the end it was just like I felt this sense of relief of like oh my god she's Mm. like finally moving on from this scenario you know what I think was super interesting throughout it is we touched on that it was she she was a dv survivor but um it was an emotional emotionally abusive relationship so I kind of like that they portrayed it like that and they didn't try and dramatize it and make it I guess physical which a lot more people and she even explores this in the tv show and in the book like she felt like she couldn't classify herself as Mm. a domestic violence survivor because she was never hit but you know they speak about that in the series you know you weren't hit this time yeah um so it touches on financial abuse emotional abuse and i Mm. guess more like that emotional manipulation what a great narrative because i mean i know personally so many people that would have gone through technically forms of abuse Mm. that they wouldn't characterize as abuse no because it isn't physical and i mean they're not physically being hit but being controlled being manipulated having you know being told what to wear or where to go or who to talk to is all if anything early signs of violence and physical violence so i think that was very important for us to see a portrayal of that type of experience so that people can start to clock in like maybe i'm not actually in a situation I want to be in or not so you know, healthy yeah I absolutely. think I think normalizing or not normalizing but helping to demonstrate to women and to people that your situation doesn't have to be x to categorize mm. for assistance or whatever yeah. it is um is like really really important for society for sure I just think it was so interesting they just explored so many different things yeah, throughout like in 10 episodes they actually covered quite quite a lot and I think like the fact that it wasn't a straightforward this happened at the beginning she left she Mm -hmm. got her shit together she succeeded in life like it wasn't that sort of tale which is obviously how probably all you know of those scenarios pan out yeah I mean that's the crazy thing right and they say that at one point that um not again not to give spoilers but Mm. um you know the average woman leaves like eight times before they really leave you know like that's just crazy to know so wild so wild yeah I um (laughs) controversial opinion but I thought um what was his name is it Nate oh yeah yeah yeah. the like guy friend hottie like so much hotter than the other guy oh my god no I disagree I mean I don't think either of them were hot to be honest the husband like in real life is like a hottie oh really yeah 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 like he did not look good in that show he just looks slimy and the greasy hair the greasy hair they did such a great job of making him look gross because in real life he's like gorgeous he played the role very very well it was all very well cast like loved it and you know that the mum and the daughter are actually mother and daughter Oh, the two actors. Yeah, in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did read that Maddie, the daughter, it was like her debut into acting. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, she said like five <laughs> things for the whole TV show, but... So how old is she? Like, what, at what point would she have debuted before that? Well, there's like baby <laughs> stars. <laughs> do babies have acting debuts? If they're like they do? cradled in a... I don't know. Oh, my, probably. I'd put that on my resume. That'd be like the peak of my career. <laughs> I was in a Dairy Milk episode. What do you call it? Dairy Milk ad when I was like a kid or something. Were you? No! <laughs> no! 
Actually, do so people impressed. say that? <laughs> no, I was oh. not in any ads. You should have rolled with that. You should have rolled with that. <laughs> oh, anyway, my gosh. Great show. Made on Netflix. Would recommend. 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. All right. Now it's time for our creators of the week. Love this segment. What have you got this week for me, Lou? My creator is a duo. Um, Brendan Fallis and Hannah Brofman. Do you know them? No. So they're married. They both obviously have their own their individual accounts. They're not like a joint Facebook account. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I follow their YouTube channel, which okay. is so good. I love YouTube. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. I think these guys are actually what got me interested in into YouTube. Really? Yeah. You I'm, haven't been a long term YouTuber. No. Okay. Like I get so bored. How so? Like, right. just, like, I've never liked a creator's YouTube channel enough. Because I guess, like, traditionally it was, like, fashion bloggers and, mm. you know, I don't I don't stem out. Right yeah, like, actual... I don't, you know, my algorithm, I'm not on there enough to have Marge a good on. algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially they are, like, they're influencers and I think that's how they got to their status. But they were DJs and then they're also, oh. um, obviously, content creators, they're property investors, they're, you know, business investors, they're married, they're parents. They're just kind of, like, the whole package. I just okay. think they're so inspirational they talk about like everything from yeah like their holiday plans to their house renos to their parenting which I'm naturally less interested in (laughs) (laughs) really weird so strange um yeah I just think they're so cool I really like idolize them and I think they're really real about like obviously they're successful they Mm. clearly like make really good money so they talk about that a lot and they're like investing journey and what they do to like diversify their income and also just like show off their lavish lifestyle as well which you know who doesn't dream about that so yeah I would definitely recommend um following Brendan Fallis on YouTube he has all of his uh, um vlogs on there so So it's vlogs what type of videos are they yeah yeah usually vlogs he does a lot of like partnerships with like like car companies you know like Ferrari and stuff I don't really watch those ones To be completely honest. Um, so you can definitely tell the paid content, but there's yeah, heaps okay. of travel vlogs on there, which I think you'd actually really enjoy. I love enjoy. a travel vlog, yep. Love that. Um, and then, yeah, just heaps of, like, real-life vlogs. Okay, cool. So, yeah, really interesting. Anyway, that's my creator. Who have you got for us? Um, so I have a lovely lady on Instagram. Ooh. Um, her handle is at the corporate life. Her name is Kate Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the handle implies, she does a lot of business corporate content yeah um I find her really fun to follow because unlike a lot of influencers no shade but she actually has like a nine-to-five job yeah and I think as much as influencers are great a lot of the time they're really unrelatable because yeah. they live lives that we don't you know mm. we can't get up and go to coffee and have lunch with our friends and do this like we have to go to work <laughs> you know no 11 a.m um, gym classes no here. exactly so um I think it's nice to see an influencer that does actually, you know, reflect a life that a lot of us would live. Um, So she works, I believe, in, like, property, and she Mm -hmm. does a lot of great content around, like, corporate fashion, corporate dressing, but as well as that, like, resume tips and tricks or how to do an interview, how to get a job. Mm -hmm. She's done programs in the past where she's actually done, like, workshops around doing your resume and how to get a first job out of uni and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, really great and just super down to earth. Yeah. 
Alrighty, let's crack straight on into our good news, bad news. Woohoo. What have you got for us? I feel like you've got some crackers this oh, week. Oh, I'll start for sure. Um, so my bad news story this week is happy life before bloodied body found next to ex-boyfriend. Now, Wild. this story is so disgusting and I have to give credit to the lovely Tarang, who is an Instagrammer that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. He is so fantastic to follow if you want to be up to date on news, particularly in relation to women's issues. Um, I did first see him put out a bit of a statement and commentary around this story and then I looked it up for myself and was equally mortified as everyone else. Um, but essentially, basically, this story is written by, as I said, a news.com journalist about a woman who was very tragically killed, um, we are assuming, by her partner. Mm-hmm. He has not yet been charged with any crimes. He's in hospital recovering because he has injuries as well. Um, so mm. the the information about it is very limited. Yeah. Um, we don't really know what actually happened. But the main problem that I and a lot of people have with this story is that News.com has written this article that entirely trawled through her Facebook to build a story. <gasps> Wild. And rather than the story actually being about what the happened? situation, mm. it just details her life weirdly by picking photos and timelines Mm -hmm. and it's just it's honestly bizarre like I just don't understand what the journalist or the editor thought when this story was pitched or thought of yeah it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't achieve anything um and it's just so disrespectful to her and the family as well and her family Mm -hmm. like they're you know They've reshared photos of other people in her life, other friends. Um, you know, one of them's captioned, Michelle had a happy life back when she met Ben, including girls' nights out in a pink limo for the forthcoming wedding of a friend. What the hell? Like, what? So random. So random. Um, at one point in the article, they kind of reference that she's, obvious, she's often referred to as really attractive and beautiful woman, oh. and then includes comments from some of her friends on her Facebook page. Excuse me? Like, it's just so weird. What, like, so fire-based? Exactly! Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, And at the time of recording, I actually can't find that statement because they have repeatedly edited this article over and over since they posted it because clearly they're getting a lot of backlash. So much backlash, yeah. So... Just strange, strange article that achieves no purpose and only perpetuates, like, the concept of victim shaming Mm -hmm. and, you know, oh, she had this perfect happy life. What did she do wrong? Or, like, you know, what's implied? What triggered him? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, the implication of an article like this and delving... What about his past? Yeah, where are his Facebook screenshots? Why aren't we talking about all the fucked up shit he probably did and all the signs that he probably had and all yeah. the red flags that were probably there in his Facebook? Yeah, where was his commentary? It's just weird and bizarre and gross. And to the journalist, who I'm not even going to give the time of day to mention mm. her name, fucking rethink your job, dude. Like, I just don't... Do better. You're not... And again, I have worked in media and PR and I understand the expectations for journalists to write what they're told to write, but you could have gone about it a different way. That's my bad news story. Oh, trash. Another headline. Anyway. Um, but in some good news, um, I don't have a particular headline I want to reference, but rather a sentiment. (laughs) She says with closed fists. (laughs) 
Um, I just, you know, there's been a lot of developments in the news over the last week. I need to stop doing weird. I cannot take you seriously. Doing at really right weird now. hand gestures for the audience, uh, for the audio listeners, as I've heard <laughs> other podcasters say. Which I fucking hate. It's a podcast. We're all audio listeners. <laughs> and if you're watching it on YouTube, it's not a podcast. Yeah. It's a YouTube video. It's a fucking blog. Anyway, that's not an argument for right now. <laughs> Don't get us started, please. <laughs> I always feel so left out and irritated when I'm listening to a podcast that is filmed. <laughs> because then they do stuff that they don't reference for the audio. And I'm like, I'm. it's a fucking podcast. <laughs> If I wanted to watch the video, I would watch the video. I'd be on YouTube. Like, yeah. don't don't discriminate me this way. It's so unfair. Anyway, she is feisty. You are so fired up about that. Um, but no, I just feel like this last week there's been a lot of news around borders opening and COVID potentially maybe <laughs> being on its way out, and it just brings me so much joy because I don't know how everyone else feels, but personally, I have felt very trapped in <laughs> yes a beautiful country and we're very lucky but mm-hmm. travel is absolutely what gives me life and brings me joy and yeah. makes me feel inspired and motivated to keep doing life so i am just aching for <laughs> a beautiful island <laughs> i am so sorry i cannot take you serious <laughs> I get it, though. I totally echo your sentiments. Yeah, I just, like, I don't want to, like, count my chickens before they... Count my chickens before they hatch? That's not it. Count my... Eggs. Count your eggs before, before they hatch. hatch? That doesn't sound <laughs> very organic. using any metaphors because they don't work. Um, yeah, but I... I don't, yeah, I don't want to be overly optimistic, but I do feel like... Put my eggs in one basket. Is that what you were trying to say? No, I don't think oh, I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry, but thank you. Um, no, I think it's count your eggs before they hatch. Count your chickens. I've literally never heard that in my life. But anyway, you, you digress. For real? Yeah. Fuck, we'll look that up later. <laughs> um, please write in and tell us what that what that thing is. Um, no, I just yeah, things are happening. The mm. vaccine passports are coming out tomorrow. There's just good stuff happening, and I just want to be on a beach in Greece, fucking now. And ASAP. So let's move it on. I've got places to be. I'm so sorry to burst your bubble, but I am just that person who is... I've been burnt before. Like, you know, this time last year, we were all thinking it would be over. I am just... I'd rather keep my expectations low. Yeah. And then be exceeded. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, you can fuck right off with Yeah, (laughs) with this negativity. Go away. (laughs) Your whole demeanor has really changed. I'm being sold on the fake news headlines, (laughs) and I have no problem with it. And I'm happy. Leave me my oblivion. What have you got this week? Well, on another high. Yes. Groundbreaking news that yeah. I'm sure the audience is dying to hear. Courtney Kardashian is engaged to Travis Barker. Who can bloody believe it? Who can bloody believe it? So exciting. I'm personally thrilled at this. I was thinking, like, has she ever been engaged? I don't think no. so. So it's so funny you say that. My friend who sent me the Instagram post point two seconds after it went live, mm. at Claire, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> how did you see this so soon? Um, she literally said, how was she with Scott for 10 years and yeah. never got engaged? I know. But I love it. It wasn't meant to be. I just think they are, like, the weirdest yeah. couple that work. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they're just into some strange shit. You can, like, shit. see the sexual tension through the most I unsexual know. photo. It's so interesting. I feel, like, a little bit, like, every time I see anything, like, a bit, like, 
like, am I allowed to watch this? Am I old enough to see this? I don't know. <laughs> they need to have, like, an X rating on all yes. that. Yeah. No, exciting news. Really looking forward to seeing what that wedding is like. Can oh you imagine? Oh, God, I didn't even think about the wedding. But the proposal looked beautiful. Yes, the ring is freaking massive. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Who needs a ring that big? I mean, let's no. be honest. I would be so self-conscious about, like, losing it or having it stolen or, like, someone cutting my finger off for my ring. Yeah, surely you knock it on things. Yeah. Do I they not scratch it all the time? I don't also, know. Also, how inconvenient. I wonder if it's heavy. I don't know. <laughs> These are all the questions we nearly answered. <laughs> oh, Can you gosh. tell we've both had, like, four coffees today? Yeah, not sure. literally. <laughs> Who's hyped for this episode? <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> but anyway, that's my good news. Yep. I know it's trivial, but Love you it. know what? There's enough shitty things going on in the world. Yeah. And we should um, note that we did have a storyo. A storyo? <laughs> no more caffeine. <laughs> a story in here about Adele. Yes. Um, but she got the cut because. Make controversial opinion. <laughs> I'm over Adele. I know that's really bold to say, but I'm sick of hearing about her. I don't really care about her music. Like, Chasing Pavement's great, but, like, she's not music I listen to every day. Yeah. It's fucking depressing music. And, yes, I like to be depressed sometimes, but Adele is not my bath time song of choice. (laughs) She got the cut, which is fine. Enough people are talking about her, honestly. She's had the airtime. She's not getting it here. Sorry, hun. I did definitely sense, obviously, we've re-recorded this. I did speak about Adele on Saturday when we first recorded, and your face was like... (laughs) enough yeah you're like not cutting interested <laughs> in the category in the editing room i was like this is gone <laughs> i'm over oh anyway. gosh um but anyway moving on to some bad news now this one is a corker again by our favorite publication daily mail i'm just gonna read the headline and then yeah. i'm gonna be silent and that's gonna be the end of it <laughs> struggling to lose weight stop dieting like a man with just nine weeks to go until christmas this top hormone doctor shares her revolutionary slimming plan, which will give every midlife woman food for thought. Gross. What? So gross. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> I mean, I'm not even going to... De- like, no, you don't need to talk about so that anymore. There's so many things fucked up about that. Uh, leave us a message on what part you Jeez. hated the most. It's just gross and disgusting and they should be fired and Daily Mail should be shut down. Dear Lord. Anyway... Thanks let's for that. just dive. Let's just move straight on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the news, Lou. No worries. Always coming in with the hard hitting, <laughs> hard hitting journalism. All right, let's wrap this thing up with our woman of the week. Yeah. Um, and this week we have the infamous Lisa Wilkinson. Love um, her. Now, for people that live under a rock and don't know who she is, which is probably no one, uh, Lisa was the former co-host of the Today Show and mm-hmm. current panellist on The Project. And yeah. she famously left the Today Show very abruptly. And mm-hmm. until kind of the last couple of weeks, the details of it were very unclear and unconfirmed. And she has done a bit of a tell-all interview on The Project, uh, which has kind of told us that she was dismissed because mm-hmm. she was trying to fight for equal wage with her co-star um, Carl Stefanovic. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to highlight her this week because I think that she is a really incredible woman and for her to speak out on a topic that is kind of quite 
vulnerable. You know, mm. talking about salary is a uh, very taboo make, almost. Yeah, it is yeah. taboo. You know, talking about money and a lot of companies have policies where employees aren't actually allowed to talk about their salary, mm. which I'm pretty sure is illegal. But anyway, <laughs> um. So I just think it's great to hear someone so high bro- high profile talk so matter-of-factly about salary discrepancies and the fact that it does happen even at such a high level like this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure plenty of us have had experiences with similar problems like that, whether it's between gendered or different um, you know, levels, mm-hmm. um, other employees, whatever it may be. So I just thought that it was really interesting to hear her speak on this a little further and really like sad to hear how the whole situation went down Mm. um interesting to hear her kind of imply that carl wasn't particularly supportive at the time or backed her at all that Um, really shocked me to be honest i know especially because you know um carl sanderlands who i would probably say is a far less upstanding human (laughs) than i would say carl stefanovic um as well as dave hughes like they both said that they wouldn't go um, back on radio until their counterparts were given equal mm. pay. So um, it's it's quite surprising and I would be intrigued to know the details of that story. But she's great. She's mm-hmm. doing um, kind of pre-press for her autobiography, which is coming out next month, which I'm sure will have the inner details of this situation. But yeah, I think it, it it's important to hear stories like this and for people to maybe feel a little less alone in their struggles and that everyone goes through these types of problems, which doesn't make it okay but um it's nice to hear from other people and their experience absolutely and she was so eloquent about it yeah of course as per usual i mean she's a journalist but yeah (laughs) um we've heard from other journalists on this episode that are less how dare i say that that is the most disgusting (laughs) statement i've ever said i absolutely take that back right being a journalist means fuck all (laughs) i meant she's a tv show host i feel like that's a little different if you're like on live tv having to speak every day true true but she just has this class about i don't know i love her she's a classy woman she's so beloved she is she's great gosh anyway i love that Thanks, Louise. Thanks, Meg. Another ep done. We're like bursting with energy. I can feel it. We're like ready to go run a marathon. I know. And if this did not record, (laughs) we fucking quit. Yeah, the hysterical feminist is over. Thank you so much for the five episodes. It was a bloody bloody joy. See you never. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. We'll see. Anyway, so um, everyone can check us out at the Hysterical Feminist Podcast on Instagram. Uh, We will hopefully be ramping our TikTok usage back up. Uh, at the Hysterical Feminist pod on TikTok. Um, And yeah, slide into our DMs or send us an email or give us a follow or check out the show notes for all the information. Do all of the things, whatever you want. (laughs) Or don't do any of them. Whatever you want to do. (laughs) Bad cop, good cop. (laughs) Do the fucking things. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. See ya. (laughs) 